0: Hi there my name is alex faust and you're listening to conversations at the edge each week we meet with the top business thought leader to learn what they think we should be prioritizing to build better businesses positively impact our communities and scale up hi everyone good morning good afternoon good night depending on what part of the world you're joining us from i am alex faust your host of conversations at the edge And I am very, very excited for a special Conversations at the Edge uh, this week, where we have four very amazing uh, thought leaders all here to talk about what it means to normalize and really leverage female leadership in today's workplace. First, I'm going to start with uh, Oksana. Oksana Esperard is a mental wellness expert. She's a leader's meditation guru, speaker, and author, and a citizen of the world. Her work supports positive behavioral change through experiential learning and elevating well-being. And now next, we have uh, Hilary Korna, and she is the founder of Human Processes Continuum in Austin, Texas. She provides counsel to senior leadership teams on organizational development challenges. And she's the author of the best selling book, One White Face. And she has a new book that's coming uh, later this year that we're all very excited about. And she's now on a mission to help humanize businesses through human processes. Blending uh, empathy and contemporary business practices that prof- uh, produce profound, sustained results. Excellent. Next up is Tamsin Woolley Barker, and she is an innovation consultant, speaker, and the number one bestselling author of Teaming. Her work takes the best lessons that nature has to offer and helps companies dramatically expand their innovation pipelines and promote thriving cultures. And finally, uh, last but certainly not least, is Deb Gabor, and she is the branding guru and brand evangelist. She's written the book on branding twice with bestsellers, Branding is Sex and Irrational Loyalty. Thank you all uh, for being here. We have four amazing thought leaders who are going to share a ton of great information, Uh, today, and all with very different backgrounds and experiences to talk about the topic of women in the workplace. And we really want to focus this conversation on how to create strong, equitable, and balanced cultures. And I want to jump right in. I want to start with Oksana. uh, From the mental health perspective, mental health and wellness perspective, um, what are you seeing women struggling with today?
1: Yes, Alex. Well, I would like to first address very quickly, how do I define mental wellness and mental health? And that includes psychological, emotional, and physical well being. And therefore, then we need to look at the division, not only for women, but in comparison to men, right? So the psychological, physical, and social, we're kind of on the equal stage, is the emotional part that sets us apart. And that's mainly as a gift by nature. I I choose to look at it as a gift. However, historically in business, it was looked at as a challenge that women by nature are more sensitive, emotional, um, and emotional, I don't mean in a negative connotation, there is more potential there for women. Whereas men, they kind of um, bottle up the emotions and they struggle with them. Women tend to express them more and they have more sensitivity. And so right now I see more and more direction towards using emotions as a business tool which should be, as Hillary would, would tell us that, you know, to, for us to connect as human beings, we need to include that emotional component We're first of all, emotional beings. So women are still, because of the, that cultural business, um, I would say, outlook, women are still struggling to finding and touching base with their emotional identity and embracing it versus suppressing it. And we can see that, um, actually, if you look like in suicide rates, men have higher suicide rates because they suppress emotions. Women are more expressive with that. So still a challenge moving in the right direction. And hopefully with all the research and all the progression that's been happening, we will get there faster.
0: Thank you. So, Deb, I'd like to, to ask you next if you notice any specific struggles that women may encounter when it comes to branding and the branding landscape.
2: Uh, I think a lot about women and and their personal brands and how they show up in the world. And there's been a movement afoot probably for about the last decade, which has been this kind of broad stroke encouragement of women to come into their own and develop and own a personal brand. And a lot of that encouragement has been about having a social media presence and making sure that you have all of your colors are matching and that you have the right you have the right typography and the right photography. And iconography on your on your website, and what I've what I've been seeing, uh, at least through the women that I associate with, who are largely entrepreneurs and thought leaders, and consultants, and coaches, and authors, and you know, really, really high powered women, that there's a desire to create deeper, more authentic brands that are singular and focusing less on do I show up all in pink or in yellow or in orange visually, but really, really being about what's inside, creating a brand around what are the values and beliefs that that are part and parcel to not just how I show up in this world, but how I take action and who it is that I'm looking to impart my knowledge and my sharing to and and what is my my mission and my vision and and what are my goals and who are the people who are most highly predictive of success of me delivering on my promises in this world and so I've seen this really interesting evolution of personal branding and also I hope that we get to this later in the conversation I've seen a lot of importance placed on the role of women within businesses and how how they drive business forward, and how that impacts how the greater brand of an organization actually shows up in the world, and, and how to do that authentically, and, and how, frankly, I've seen a lot of brands like just really, really screwing it up by shooting themselves in the foot and doing things that, that they were trying to co-opt a movement and, and maybe showing up in a way uh, that is more damaging to the brand versus moving it forward in a strategic direction. I hope we have an opportunity to talk about that.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Deb. Appreciate you, you bringing that up. And, you know, I think it's a, a good segue into this question for you, Hillary, and your perspective on really creating very human uh, processes. Is there anything when it comes to process improvement or process development, human process development, uh, that impacts women differently than men?
3: Well, based on the research, women are better at it. <laughs> The greatest irony is there's some research done out of UCLA a couple of years ago that showed that women are actually more prone based on the way our brains are structured to be empathetic and to understand people's pain points. And anyone in business that knows how to run a good business means you so deeply understand someone's pain points and you so deeply empathize with them that you're able to provide a solution for them that is beyond anyone else's, right? And so the greatest irony of it all, I think, is that we are in biologically pre- like prepared to do better at that than men. The question that you know, most has to be raised when it comes to why, from a process improvement or operations perspective, um, this hasn't been recognized in the past is just simply the lack of women in the workplace. You know, there comes a point where we have to question who designed this workplace in the first place. They are predominantly men and they are predominantly white and they are predominantly straight, and so the rules that we're going by for how we design operations to be more efficient and to be more productive are predominantly defined by those people. And so if we're going to usher in a workplace that's more human, that actually, you know, creates better results for our businesses because we're more empathetic to people's pain points, then we need more women in it. Like it's just as simple as that. It's not a question, it's not actually an emotional thing. It's actually very logical and scientific. So from an operations perspective. If anyone doesn't know, my background is operations for Toyota. So I was the first female doing Kaizen across the Asia-Pacific region with 14 Asian countries. And the one thing that we found across all of them was a lack of empathy towards the process and the person who runs the process for how it's designed. So that's where we start to see this shift from process-centric to human-centric, where it's less about designing processes that are efficient Mm -hmm. and productive and more around how do we design processes that improve people's lives. And that leads to better business outcomes.
0: Of that. Thank you. Uh, so Tamsen, now I want to, to ask you, you know, science has a lot to teach the corporate world. And so I'd love if you could share some of the things that you've learned in terms of the work that you're doing and, and how it affects men and women differently.
4: Well, right. I mean, I, I, again, we see a lot of, um, Disparities in science, just from the very beginning, it's hard for women to. It's harder for women to get into the sciences because it is so reductionist. Tends to be, we get more and more focused on small things, and women tend to be a little bit more synthetic. And um, I think all humans would like to be more whole, and uh, science is particularly structured against that. So you know, it's harder to get them into it. I mean, and I think there, were if we can bring in more arts and more holistic things, more. Um, I do a lot of work on whole animals and comparing like human, the human animal. And I think that naturally brings more girls and more diversity into it because people have more avenues that they relate. Um, but then as you go on, I mean, being in a field worker, I'm an evolutionary biologist. So I was working in the field um, and most of the field, um, the PIs are men. Um, a lot of times they are, you're alone with them out there and you don't have a lot of support network sometimes they're uncomfortable um, with women around. So it, there's a lot of dynamics like that. But then once you get into your career, and you, you have children, once you fall off that academic track or that scientific track, it is really hard to get back on. Um, those, it's very difficult. And so for me, I mean, I reinvented my career after that because of all those reasons. Um, and now, like, I, I think that, what I do is I, I apply those, um, the social evolution lessons in the, in the workplace to try to make a more equitable, greater collective intelligence, really. So um, I work from that point of view. And I think that, you know, women are half the story. So we have a lot to contribute.
0: I would just love, quickly, if you could share maybe one thing that, that keeps you going and, and what work you, you hope to inspire for future generations of, of women leaders um, in business. So,
4: well, um, I, I, one of the little initiatives that I'm doing is called Bonobo revolution, which I think you guys will like It's the, um, you know, I don't know if you know about Bonobos, but like our closest relatives are chimps and Bonobos and chimps have this dominance hierarchy thing that they do, but Bonobos females ally together to prevent male dominance and the whole society does better as a result. So I got this. I made T-shirts for it for a collective um, sisterhood. So that's kind of a little thing I'm doing in the background. Um, but uh, overall, just trying to bring in holistic human rehumanization into the workplace, so that we can be whole and we can cultivate collective intelligence that we need to address all this, all these issues that we've got today.
1: I'll go ahead. Um, My vision and the dream is to actually create the workplace as a source of well-being. I've heard the word reaction here, and that usually comes, we, we get frozen because A lot of times we're stressed. We have a lot of things coming in at once and therefore learning how to manage ourselves internally will equip us to have the courage, to have empowerment, to have um, a grander perspective, to actually respond in a moment um, where it's most relevant or have the courage and capacity to go back and respond post-factum. So well-being, I see as a foundation for any human being to perform at a time top potential and performance. And then if all of us are well, we can do more inspiring work in the, in the world in general.
2: So uh, a couple, a couple things I'll say, these are a couple of people who, who, who encourage me and keep me going first of all Hillary um, is is like a a model of authenticity Uh, I I met Hillary and Oksana at the same time and both of them have had profound impact on me Hillary Hillary probably knows this more than Oksana does um but you know just watching Hillary uh evolve and be out there in the world showing up as unapologetically and authentically her um it, it is really great, and I think that that's a role model for for other for other women. Um, and and when I see other role models, I like to direct like the the women that I'm mentoring uh, through you know different entrepreneurial things that I'm doing and and coaching and things like that. Like just channeling them over towards Hillary. Just like just go watch what Hillary is doing because she's a model of that. Um, I had a huge takeaway from my meeting of Oksana. I don't know if she knows this, but um, I att- I want to say this. like some EO program at MIT and it goes back like almost two years ago. And I went with one of my key executives and he and I had a major, major takeaway from, from all of this curriculum. That was like, a lot of it was like very, very hardcore business based and whatever, but together collectively me and my executives, our biggest takeaway was to bring a gratitude practice into our business, which we have a daily gratitude practice in our company uh, that accompanies our daily huddle that, you know, we do our round of here's what I did yesterday, here's what's up today, here's my top priority. And then we do a round of gratitude, which I have to say has transformed the relationships that we have with one another in the entire company. It has brought a deep sense of connectedness and empathy. And I think that it has redrawn the grooves in our brains. And so I point these two incredible women out. And like I'm really, really excited to get to meet Tamson on this. And I and I'm excited about following up more with her work because this is just really incredible um but in in both of these ways it has impacted me very very deeply and one of the things that I do is like I take these learnings and and share these experiences with other people and and point other people towards these great people who are like living their values all day every day and and making change even in just like small seemingly insignificant ways that have been just really profound to me
3: um s- people's stories of suffering when I hear my friends say, I just feel like a cog in the wheel when I hear them say, I'm just a number to them. When I hear them say, what does this all really mean? That's when I connect to like why I I do the work that I do, which is not easy. Like there is resistance. We are fighting change. We are ushering in a new world and we have a once in a lifetime opportunity right now to do just that. And we're either going to snatch it or we're not. Um, that's what keeps me going, uh, the people's stories of suffering.
0: Deb, Hillary, Tamsin, Oksana, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for joining our EDGE community. Thanks for listening to Conversations at the Edge. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please share it with a friend or a teammate who you think would benefit from what we covered. In addition, you can find us on LinkedIn to get all of the updates. Or if you'd like to hear the full conversation, just visit growthinstitute.com forward slash the edge to learn how you can become a member as well. Thanks again and see you next time.